Hello there, I'm Miranda Gretton and this is Take a Moment with NCHC, the show where we talk to you and your colleagues about experiences that affect you. Listen on your drive between patients or in your downtime, whenever you get the chance to take a moment. Today we're talking about reverse mentoring. We're all experts about ourselves, our own situations and experiences. Reverse mentoring provides a structure for you to share this expertise with a senior manager to influence and inform their future decision making. Following a matching process, mentors and mentee meet for one hour a month for six months and both mentors and mentees receive training and support for their roles. In this episode, we're talking to one such pairing about their experience of the process. Hi, hi, my name is Chama Goodchild. Um, I'm a community podiatrist. Hi there, I'm Graham, Graham Nice. I'm one of the non-exec directors on the Trust Board, where I've been a, a NED for about three years now. I'm a nurse by background and have, have spent all my life working in the NHS. Thank you both for joining us today on the podcast. Um, so I'm interested to hear about your experience of reverse mentoring. So the process and but also your relationship with each other and how it's been. Well, it's been a fantastic uh, experience. Um, I found out from Rebecca Boss about the reverse mentoring program. So I decided to go with it. We had training and then I met up with my mentee, Graham. And yeah, we just went from there. Were you guys put together? I, I think there is a process. The trust works with the University of Nottingham and Stacey, I think it is, had yes. some input into looking at our profiles and deciding who would be, who would be a good fit. But whether there is or there isn't, it's worked. Because from my perspective, I think Kioma and I were a good fit. I have mentored people all my working life but have never been on the receiving end in this kind of program that was the main reason why I wanted to do it it was a new experience an opportunity to learn something new and to get to know somebody that probably I wouldn't have got to know had I not done this and and if I've taken anything from it I've got a new friend now and (laughs) I know far more about stuff that I thought I knew about and didn't and this whole reverse mentoring process has been um, the the result in me learning so much more than I thought I already knew. I have been mentored, but mm-hmm. by always by somebody more senior than me. Yeah, I've I never been that. mentored by, if you take the hierarchy, you know, mm. someone in the hierarchical terms more junior than, than I've been. That was a new experience for me. So do you need any experience to do it? Or do what you just join this? up to do this reverse mentoring? Does... No, not at all. No, not at all. No. I mean, the, the, as Tiana said, we, we both had training from the university. The mm. mentees had separate training to the mentors mm. and, and certainly the mentees training, because we were all relatively senior, focused on not slipping into a mentoring role, because that for me was one of my biggest mm. challenges. And Tiana and I spoke about that right on day one. And mm. I said to her, whatever you do, you know, you put me back in my box if I start <laughs> doing things which are uh, overstepping the mark. Mm. And I don't think we had to do that, did we? Um, no. As, as, as we went through. You say it didn't happen very often or, or, or if at all, but would you have felt comfortable to put Graham in his place? At that, You know, is that something that you would have been OK to do if it had happened? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. I have seven, seven brothers. Probably. I think <laughs> I think it's um, well, I have mentored a few of um, the students that come to us 
I always volunteer to have the students with me. But it's, it's quite interesting of what you could learn if you, or things that you've forgotten. When you've been working for so long, you forget things and then you have students who are just qualified and they have all these new ideas and you think, oh my God, I love working with students. So it's really good to mentor them, but I try to learn as much as I can from them as well, which is uh, a really good way to, to look at everything is just keep learning and keep growing, isn't it? So that's why that's what I, I kind of took away from the whole yeah. thing. And I, and I think that's one of the things which we found because we both, yeah. even though we finished the programme, we yes. both decided to carry on um, yeah. with the relationship. And sure. mentoring, I think, for both of us has developed into a two way street. It isn't yeah. just one way. I think because we got on, we were able to do that. We've had some frank conversations and I've certainly had my eyes opened about race inequalities and race discrimination. But that's part of what this is, I guess, this reverse mentoring is to yeah. understand how important that is, but also to have the confidence to speak up and say, I know that you are technically more senior than me, but in this environment, you're not, we're equals, I guess. Is that something that you were kind of encouraged to do with reverse mentoring, to treat it as a kind of equal platform? Um, well, yes. I mean, for me, I wanted to kind of, it was more of a time and space to explain the importance of what's going on. And I think... I had to come to a place where I, I was comfortable and trusted that environment where I could speak to um, Graham in a one-to-one -one basis. Because the thing is, you might be paired with somebody who you still feel, I can't open up to this person, I don't want to. Um, but I felt like, okay, um, I just felt comfortable about sharing experiences. And I think it was important to have that one hour or so every month where we kind of discussed. And, you know, I, I told him what I, I needed to get from this. And he told me what he wanted to get out from this. And that was good because I knew what, you know, we, we kind of outlined that at the first, didn't we, Graham? For me, it was all about just gaining greater insight um, mm. in a protected spaces. Chioma said and then being able to go away and reflect on it and to mm. test stuff out triangulate some of that um, and then bring bring back other issues that, that we would talk about I think part of that for me has also been about encouraging Chioma to speak up as well um, mm. and about being able to have a platform but um, and again which you have now got haven't you you know mm. through the BAME network and um, you've been to my quality committee and you know there are other avenues that it opens up as mentoring should do whether it's reverse or reciprocal or whatever you call it you know it's about it's all about a two-way relationship that mm. professional relationship that's what it's about and then being as Shona says comfortable enough to talk about whatever is on your mind and whatever you feel needs to be shared to take that relationship further and I think that's what we've done and that's why I valued it so much um that insight and understanding that Joan has given me so it goes beyond the professional into the personal if if you feel comfortable that's kind of where it went for you guys do you think that helped the professional side of it the fact that you you could trust each other enough to open up in that yeah. way yeah. yeah I mean yeah as um as I said earlier it's it, it was it went into that I mean we were I was honest to him about how everyday life in clinic is you know, being a woman, being a mother, being a, a, a woman of color, whatever it is, this is this is our everyday life. This is what we face with the patients, with our colleagues, you know, how how we get to work, what we do at work. This is how it is. 
what I'm saying to him is what, what can we do about this? This is what is happening. It's not just me. I know there's loads of people um, facing this. So what can we do about this? What is, you know, it's okay to share it, but what can we do? And what he's saying to me is this is what you can do to help. This I'm saying to him, this is what, this is what I want you to do, but he's telling me this is what I need to do to, to raise awareness. These are other things I need to get involved in to raise awareness so that we are all doing it together. And that is the good thing about it. Because from a, from a board perspective and from a director's perspective, you know, there is an anti and, and not just a, you know, non-racist strategy, but an anti-racist strategy, which and I think there's a distinction between those two things. Um, and, and if we take race for, as an example, you know, which the board is now working through, which includes both an organisational pledge, which will say we will not or we will accept or not accept whatever, and individual pledges. And I've made an individual pledge as a result of our conversations and being involved in the anti-racist strategy, um, which is personal to me. And I just got to think about how I publicise that. And that's just one little example of giving the message that, that we take this seriously. And I think if we begin then to apply that beyond racism and look at some of the other EDI issues, which are just as important, I think Chioma would agree, for people in the trust, whether they're um, staff or otherwise, then you begin to, to, to give people a voice and to listen to that voice and change the way we behave towards everyone. Not, not just people with protective characteristics, because so much of this is about behaviour and the right behaviours. And being polite and kind and open and understanding, um, that's what we want to do. That's what this trust is about. You know, but we, we expect our staff to do all of those things for our patients, yet sometimes we're not like that with each other because of the colour of your skin or your sexuality or your disability or whatever it is. Um, and that's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. The thing for me that's standing out is that this process goes beyond professional development for an individual. You know, mentoring in the past has been seen as something that could help you with your skills at work, could help you with your relationships at work. But actually, this is this goes beyond that. This is about shaping the trust. This is about shaping our behaviour framework. It's about shaping our pledges. Like you say, it's about shaping our networks. That is so valuable that's the thing about mentoring it needs to be right for the time and for the place you know norfolk does not have a high number of people of different color for example so i think there is certainly a degree of ed and chioma and i have talked about this about education and an awareness but actually pure education and and choice um and and I, that's why i think it's right for us um at this moment in time but i think it will grow and it will develop and as we see the benefits and as, as we hear voices stronger and clearer and we begin to create more equity across the trust, that's got to be good. And then we can think about how we develop that after, afterwards. The lady who is in charge from Nottingham, she, she shared that there was the way she's done it with other trusts and how, they, how good and how successful it has been. So I think Graham is absolutely right. We do. There's a need for it. I've actually um, spoken about it in our... BME um, meetings and we have a few volunteers for the next cohort right. going through from from the BME um, staff network and that's great because they, they've, they've contacted Rebecca to yeah. to get paired with uh, a senior member of staff so that's good.
That's really positive. That's really I mean, positive. Isn't I'm it? interested, Joma, to hear about how this has impacted your team and or maybe even your patients, you know, your relationship with Graham. What what has it given you that you've been able to take away to your team and your patients? I've spoken to my team about it, which is really important. When people speak to you a certain way or don't pronounce your name a certain way or whatever, you just kind of weaver it off. But now I, I'm more assertive, not in a, a bad way, in more of a very kindly would say, actually, I've been working in this trust for a while. That's not how to pronounce my name. You should know by now. Or something like um, not too apologetic for something I'm not supposed to apologize for. And also be celebrative when people um, share things that are personal. I, I can relate more to other people. Being part of this program, I can relate more to other members of staff that are going through similar issues. I'm now telling everybody about this program I'm on and they're going wow this actually this has happened to me that has happened to me so it's like everyone is opening up and sharing and becoming part of trying to see what what can be done to help this or to change this and that's really really important I'm actually challenging people as well to join networks which is the new thing because in our team alone we have everyone that fits into some network or that could just go to a network to encourage other people or encourage their colleagues this is something new so I think it's really helped doing this um, reverse mentoring. The trust is getting better and better. It can be shaky. <laughs> it can be sometimes we think, oh, am I doing the right thing? But it's, it's really rewarding to see things happening, to see steps being taken towards the right direction. I'm really, really glad to be part of it. I, I think from, from a mentee's perspective, this kind of relationship and this program is invaluable because it opens your eyes to topics and issues which you probably felt confident about in the first place and you felt you understood and understand but actually by having that protected time with someone with lived experience having that protected time to talk about that is invaluable if you've got an open mind and you're prepared to learn and change your perceptions, that's the benefit that it brings both to you personally and also to your organisation that you're working in. I would say personally, you know, I think everyone should go for it if you can. As Graham said, it does open up this channel. We cannot just stay on the sideline complaining, this is not happening, that is not happening. I think it's time if we can, if we have the resources and the support to get to do this, then I think it's it's really worthwhile. You can be part of something. You can voice what is really making you uncomfortable in your workplace. If it's if it, it might be a good thing, it might be a bad thing, God knows. It's good to kind of open up and um, share these experiences because until you share the experiences and make them known, then change can start happening. It's very easy to think that these are heavy sessions and they're deadly serious, but they're not. We have fun as well, you know, and, and, and you can learn through looking at yourself and having a laugh at yourself and other and circumstances. So it's very enjoyable with the relationship as well as um, tackling some really important subjects. It's something that everyone can do and everyone can take part in. You just have to kind of, like you say, open up and put yourself out there a little bit. The, the only thing thing I would say you have to be people who are interested in people if if you're not interested in people I would imagine it's a hard slog there's always the, the someone who, who probably won't connect because actually they're going through the motions 
at the heart of all of this is caring about people and wanting to help understand people. And if you do that, then you're, I think you're halfway there because everything else flows around that. Because if you can understand the person you're doing the process, you're you're in on the journey with, then you can help understand yeah. our trust. Exactly. Our work exactly. Because yeah. it's just a little microcosm of, of what's happening in the trust. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Take a Moment with NCHC. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit the podcast intranet page to leave a comment and for details of our other episodes. You can also follow NCHC on all social media channels.